Hello there, this is It's All Good, a Block Club Chicago podcast. I'm your host, John Hansen, and this is episode 87, and we're continuing on, and in fact, this is our last week of our Proud City coverage here on the podcast and on the website. You can go to blockclubchicago.org and hit the Proud City tab at the top of the page, and you'll be guided to some incredible coverage from awesome reporters up and down the beats about uh, pride coverage here all June long. So go back, read some of those stories that you might have missed. It uh, was really fun to read a lot of great stories and be able to share a couple of them on the podcast. Today, we're going to be chatting with award-winning media personality Anna Deshawn, who's been sharing queer news and stories through radio podcasts and now kind of a podcast empire for nearly 15 years. She's going on a tour to amplify queer, black, and people of color creators. Anna, welcome to the program, and you have such an incredible bio. Can you sum up all that you do in like 50 words? Yeah, I'm a Chicago-born social entrepreneur who builds streaming platforms that tend to celebrate BIPOC and QTPOC voices. What's a social entrepreneur? What do you define that as? It means I'm into having for-profit businesses that do good things in the world. <laughs> Amen, right? Yeah. Nothing wrong with doing good and doing good for yourself, too. Yeah, yeah. It brings me a lot of joy. And honestly, at this point in my life, if something doesn't bring me joy, I stop, pivot, and do something else. I was kind of amazed uh, when I saw that E3 Radio started. I can't believe it's been 15 years. Child, even you, you even saying that is mind blowing. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I stopped counting a long time ago. But yeah, Blog Talk Radio. That's where I started. Yeah. What What inspired you to do that? There was nobody telling the stories of black queer folks in Chicago. And I thought we were doing a lot of really dope things and deserve some amplification. And I've always wanted to be in media since I can remember. It was, it's what I've always been called to do. And those were the stories I wanted to tell. So I just jumped right in. And John, I'm almost certain I was talking to myself. I promise <laughs> the goodness I was. <laughs> I think anyone that has ever done this business, there is a time where you are talking to yourself, but that's how you work it out, right? You do. You work it out. You find your voice. You stop getting irritated, hearing your voice. All those things happen. <laughs> So the, the station as it exists now, I mean, it's streaming all the time. Is it a mixture of talk and music or is it straight up music? And then you weave in some of the elements of, of conversations you have, too. It's all streaming music. It's all queer music. We actually just cleared out all the straight music uh, just a month ago. <laughs> it was a whole undertaking. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. So it, it kind of like highlighted queer artists for a while, but also had straight artists in there as well. But you decided you're gone straights. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> At one point, I thought, you know, we can mix in the queer music because oftentimes people aren't as familiar with those artists. Right. They're creating great music, but they're indie. So you don't hear it on rotation 50 times a day. Right. So I thought, you know, we throw in some Beyonce, throw in some Lizzo, you know, <laughs> and then and then play some queer music and folks will stay. But I'm like, that's not what we're doing. And let's pivot this. Right. Let's just go queer all day. Double down queer music all day. Highlight queer artists all day. We've started to do a queer open mic on our IG live. Just started this month in June. And that's what we're going to do. So, yeah, we cleared out all the straights. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I like that. I think that, you know, when I think of 2009 today, we've gone through the LGBTQ plus community has gone through a lot, I'll say. Right. Like yeah. some real big gains and some 
real bad losses, if you want to put it that way. And it's been a weird couple of years lately, too. Mm-hmm. But one thing that is I, I know is consistent, I think, that keeps us on the path forward is that I feel like more people are comfortable telling their story, right? That probably weren't in 2009, especially in the entertainment industry. Being their authentic self is now a valued thing. Do you think that that's been an important part of you being able to tell these stories as well as that we're starting to get to a place where they feel more comfortable doing so? Absolutely. So representation has been a big part of that. I mean, we can trace representation from 2009 till today. We can go back further than that. Um, I think, you know, a friend's book that just dropped, Travell Anderson, we see each other telling the stories of trans history in media and television. Like these things are happening and we're starting to tell more of the stories. And so people feel more comfortable. People are coming out younger, right? Um, and there have been some major gains. I mean, of course, marriage equality, right? It's a, is a huge one. It's probably the number one on the list. At the same time, with progress comes fear. People feel um, erasure, right? And then they begin to fight back. History has shown us that this is what happens. As a Black queer person, I can use all my histories and all my identities to show when we've made progress <laughs> and then we have lost progress. But what what I heard Nadine Smith say, who is the executive director of Equality Florida, who's in the midst of it all, okay, down mm-hmm. there with DeSantis, is that this, this regression might be happening right now, but when this is done, we were going to still win, and we're going to be farther ahead than we were than when all of this mess started. Oftentimes, people get very comfortable, and this is my challenge to people who live in Chicago and other states where, we, where LGBTQ folks are protected, is that we cannot get comfortable. Um, We cannot allow this moment to just pass us by and us not do anything to support our family members in these red states who are having to be oftentimes refugees (laughs) just for safety purposes to protect their families. And so I think this is one of those moments where we do have to double down on how we are showing up and how we are standing up for democracy and inclusivity, because what's happening right now is just awful. It is awful. Do you think performing artists play a role in making us not forget what's happening, where it's happening? hundred percent. What was it just earlier this month? um, Alex Newell and Jay Harrison winning the Tonys and being the first non-binary actors to win and giving amazing speeches. Okay. And showing up as their full selves. As always, (laughs) I feel like arts and entertainment and the social arena will lead the way and politics will do what politics does and politicians will do what politicians do. And eventually we'll get to where we need to be, which is finding some equity and some equality. The Equality Act was just reintroduced this past week, right? It's been, re- it's, we've been trying to pass it since 1974, child. So mm-hmm. hopefully, right, if we can actually get it done this, this year and really have non-discrimination policies in place across these whole United States, right? When people get angry enough, when people get fed up enough, this is what I mean about getting too comfortable, right? We People have to be fired up to move. And maybe people are fired up enough right now to get some legislation passed. For someone who really highlights these artists and makes sure that they have a platform, do you find that most of your audience is part of the LGBTQ plus community? Or do you find that there are people allies, other people who have been interested in certain artists that do want to explore more, even if they aren't part of the community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our our listenership 
is totally number one, our queer folks for sure. But mm-hmm. we have plenty of allies and comrades that listen to the music and also listen to our queer news podcast every week and want to be informed. They want to know how they can support. They want to know how they can help. They often have LGBTQ family members children, right? Then they want to be supportive, but they don't know the language. They don't know what's going on every day because it's not something that is being reported on in mainstream media every day. And that's why there is such a great need for local independent media. I'm so grateful for the Chicago Independent Media Alliance and being a part of that association. And because without independent media, without local media, these stories don't get told. Mm -hmm. You're right about that. And Block Club, I think we take a lot of pride in that, too. But there's a lot of other great local organizations that are killing it. I'm reading the uh, article that Lean wrote about you, and I'm reading it before you've read it, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I get to see it beforehand. And one of the quotes she has in there is that uh, that you said, we're living in this renaissance of creativity at this moment and breaking down these gatekeepers. Can you dive into that a little bit more? What do you mean? In media and entertainment, Historically, there are people who have been gatekeepers from what the general public gets to see, gets to hear, gets to take in the stories that are told. But today, with the with YouTube, TikTok, podcasting, people are telling their own stories. People have hundreds, thousand people following them on any given day, and they're telling all the stories that they want to tell. There's this opportunity for us to amplify so many different kinds of stories. And that's why I think podcasting is really special because it's so niche. I've got a, um, there's a sister, um, Lisa, she has a podcast called black women stitch. All she talks about is stitching. Okay. (laughs) I can't stitch a thing, but she does live events. She tours, you know, there is opportunity for people who are subject matter experts at whatever it is to tell the stories and build community. And there aren't people gatekeeping in terms of money, how you can make a living doing it. Right. And there's just this beautiful renaissance happening. I feel like everyone's a hyphenate right now. Hmm. Um, similar to what happened in the Harlem Renaissance. You know, there's just this collective of creators who are writing, they're podcasting, they're making videos, they're vlogging. And I think it's really beautiful. It can be very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no there is no doubt about that. I mean, that's why we wanted to create the Cube, um, a place of discovery so you can find the best black and brown pods out here because there is so much to wade through. But That's what democracy is all about. That's the freedom we get to enjoy here that we also take for granted. And I think we I think we should enjoy this moment. Right. I just want to, like, break this down for people because you do have a lot going on. The Cube you founded right before the pandemic started, I think, in like February 2020. Yeah. (laughs) And then the Queer News podcast is part of that venture, right? Or it's, it's a podcast within the Cube, right? That's right. The Queer News was actually actually born out of E3 Radio because um, when I quit corporate in February 2020, I said, I want a morning show. And this is what I mean about no gatekeepers. I wasn't having to knock on the doors of these huge media companies saying, hey, I'm talented. I got this. I need a resume and all this. I was just like, I want a morning show. So let's start one. It started a show called Wake Up with Anna and Friends where I interviewed some of my friends in the LGBTQ community who are doing amazing work. But it stopped bringing me joy. Uh, John, I just didn't wasn't enjoying it anymore. When you have to produce something at a certain time every single day, 
it can be this overwhelming, it almost limits your creativity sometimes. It does. And I'm just like, I'm doing the same thing as other people are doing, playing the same songs every morning. Um, it was just, I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> I en- I enjoyed interviewing my friends. I enjoyed that part. And I enjoyed the queer news part that I was doing, which I felt like was different. I ended up going to a couple of podcasting conferences. And I was like, I'm just going to take that part of Wake Up With Anna and Friends, pivot it, and just make that queer news into a podcast. And so that's where that was born, November of 2021. So yeah, it was born out of the radio station of Pivot, but it is now inside the cube. And I want people to know, I followed all the same protocols and everybody else, it got curated. I didn't just like grandfather it in. (laughs) (laughs) You went through the same process. I did. I know the Queer News Podcast dives into a lot of important stories is there any goals that you have moving forward? Are you going to change up the format at all? Or is it going to be more story based? A hundred percent. So actually, so funny thing, I just started doing interviews and we're about to dive into a series of interviews this summer because I want to take a little break from reporting on the stories throughout the summertime. Y'all already know in Chicago, we got a month and a half of sunshine. Okay. And I'm trying to <laughs> take full, full advantage. Amen. I'm trying to take full advantage because this is a this is a me thing. I'm doing the research. I am writing the scripts. I'm voicing it. And then I send it to my editor and sound designer. It's just the two of us producing queer news. I want to remain consistent with the content and I don't want to experience pod fade because it is still bringing me a lot of joy. And so mm-hmm. we're going to pivot this summer to doing interviews. I'm really excited. We're going to be talking to um, the CEO of Lambda Literary about all of the book bans that have been going on and what they're doing to fight that. We've got an interview lined up with Brandon Wolf, who is a Pulse survivor, and also now working with Equality Florida and everything that's happening down there. I um, actually got an interview lined up with Nadine Smith, uh, Executive Director of Equality Florida, to talk about that in, in more detail and other LGBTQ influencers. So I think now is the time to tap into the interviews for sure on the pod because we're going to have a lot of fun with those. You're also taking the Cube on a kind of a nationwide tour, right? We are. What in the world am I thinking, John? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we are. You know, the, one of the biggest myths told is that if you build it, they will come. I think that only works for the field of dreams. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you build something. And even like, then it was a bunch of dead baseball you know players. Like, I mean, yeah, it was a little weird. It wasn't sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one game and then they came once and then they and left. Then they all disappeared. Right. Uh, you know, the real truth is you build it. You got to take it to people. And, and what we're building, it's been tough. V- it's been tough raising funds and fundraising in the VC world for all the reasons. And I really have had to reevaluate how I want to go and approach building this company. I believe the time is now. I I believe people want it, but we've got to tell people and we've got to take it to people. And so we're doing these immersive listening experiences. We're going to be listening to podcasts and community. We're going to be using silent headphones for people to listen to them. And we're going to talk about the topics at hand. The Cube, we've dropped our own Cube Originals. We'll play, but we'll also play podcasts from our Cube network. Three to five minute trailers. You know, something you typically do alone and we're going to do it in community. It's going to be a fun time. Long term goal is for the cube to actually be like an app you download, right? Like just a 
podcast app, like a lot of the other ones that we have that would highlight these great shows, right? That's the dream. Today, though, it's a web platform. So if you visit the website, you can begin discovering and listening when you set up an account. Um, but the the goal today is to get the word out that you can do just what I said. We've been in beta for the last six months. And so now is the time we're going to really make it public and get people in here. And I hope they discover some new content that they couldn't find in other places. Do you ever feel like you're fighting up a mountain with some of this stuff? Or do you feel like people are there, they're, they want this content and it, and, it, and it propels you forward? Both. Entrepreneurship is a roller coaster ride. If there was something, if, if there was a word I could use that was more tumultuous than a roller coaster, I will. <laughs> right. I really would. A roller coaster with like bees on it or something, right? I'm telling like, you, swarms of them. Okay. <laughs> um, sometimes they're laying honey and it's sweet. And sometimes they sting in the mess out of you. Okay. It, it is all of that. I'll say the last three years, though, I have never felt this type of freedom. I would have never wanted to do it any other way. I took the big leap because I didn't want to live life with any regrets. And I felt like if I could give it everything I had, we could make something really amazing happen. And I think we are on that journey. It just takes time. There's no, no such thing as overnight success. And I also think some of that overnight success that people have is very fleeting. And I want to build something that has a strong foundation. And so my hope is that this tour allows us to connect with followers and fans who believe in the work, who want to tell a friend, who will tell another friend, um, because that's what creates a strong foundation for what we're looking to build. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast today, it comes out here on Thursday, June 29th. You actually have an event tonight, right? We do. This is now this is one of my. OK, so tonight's event is one of my ultimate favorite events that we put on um, from the Cube. I started this event to amplify Black queer podcasters. And this year I've got more friends joining me, the Bad Queers podcast and the Fantype podcast with Travel. I am excited. It is going to be such a good conversation because they are amazing. And it's unapologetic being Black and queer in podcasting. How can people find out more about that? Google that and then sign up. <laughs> Find I love us. that answer. I no, That's what I always say. We also, you can go to blockclubchicago.org. Lean has a link in the story as well. I'll drop it in the episode notes now that I think about it. Yeah. Or Google it. That's what I always say. You won't, you won't find another one. Okay. Everyone's going to, and everyone's going to Google it anyways, even if we give them the website. So let's just be honest. Let's do that. Do that. We're going to stream it though, to the cubes, Twitter page and to the cubes, YouTube page. So if you, if you miss us live tonight, you can watch the replay. The cube is Q U B E just in case you are Googling that. That's, That's right. Cause we queer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years from now, like, what is the dream? Obviously it's, it's more listeners. It's, you know, it's, it's a, a network of people, but like it's when you, when you close your eyes and allow yourself to think about that future, what is it? It is the Q being the number one podcast listening app for folks of color. It is E3 radio thriving and creating a space for queer artists to be discovered. It's being an example. I feel like all of these businesses that I create and that we build are way bigger than me. I want them to have life past me because I feel the need is so great. If we do those couple of things, I think we did a good thing. We are just scratching the surface. Can you come on this podcast again? Oh uh, yeah. When you sent me the text, I was like, oh man, I made it. 
<laughs> I love this pod. <laughs> You can find E3 Radio at e3radio.fm. The Cube is at The Cube. That's Q-U-B-E dot app, A-P-P. And one day we'll be an app as well to discover all those great things. And again, information for the event tonight and all of these links will be available in the show notes on our podcast page. And you can read more about this story and plenty more at blockclubchicago.org, including all of our Pride coverage. Have a great rest of the week. Enjoy the holiday. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.